Uh, so I don't really have much to talk about to open, so let's just get the ball This week's Lovecraft Country. Oh, by the way, hello, I'm Jarrell, and welcome to my podcast. Welcome to the conversation. Um, like I was saying, I haven't had the opportunity to watch Lovecraft Country, which I'm loving right now. I'm on episode three, I have to watch episode four. Episode three with the, um, I think that was the demon, that was the ghost episode. So that was like them having to like run away from the ghosts and just everything about it. I don't want to give too much away because I feel like I want to talk about it once the season ends. I want to say it was like eight or ten episodes. What I do want to say is this is an awesome podcast that breaks it down because after the second episode um, where he goes to, um, they're at the mansion. I know we talk about it, but they're at the mansion and he pretty much is like a doorway to another place. And they talk about like how that talks about like just the various things about um, Sundown Town, things like that. It's a lot to, you know, get into. I don't want to be the one to do it because I'm not, you know, a huge person to that. But I know I spoke about it, but I'll put a link into the bio because, into the information because it's pretty awesome. And like I said, there's a writer. I think I mentioned it. I told everybody that there's a, the writer from the show. And then I want to say somebody else who's deeply involved in, like, the lore and everything breaking it down. So that's pretty awesome. Um, one thing that I have been doing lately is I have been on the streams lately. And one of the streams that I've been on recently is like I had to get a new TV. And it was a problem. It was like, I woke up for a nap. I was going to play the new Avengers game because I got it a couple days early because I pre-ordered. And crazy enough, the TV had blacked out. I had to go buy a new TV. When I got home, the TV is a Roku TV. And it has various things on it for streaming. And I was able to get my Disney app on the TV. So I was able to watch some Disney streams on Disney Plus. Still not buying Mulan, but that's a different conversation. We can talk about it another time, but I'm not buying that. But I did get on Disney Plus because we have it for a year. Um, we have it. So I went in and I watched Muppets Now. If you have not watched Muppets Now... On Disney Plus, I need you to pause. I need you to get on Disney Plus, and I need you to search Muppets Now and watch this show. Because when I say this show has the most adult humor I have ever seen, I don't know if I missed it because I was a kid when I was into the Muppets or what it was, but Muppets Now is hilarious. So the first episode is like a pyre. They're like, oh, we're putting these together. So they do this thing. We're now it's a streaming show. So now the Muppet show is like streaming. It's not like a live in front of the audience show. So they have to put different segments in. So they're like dragging and dropping them from one, from the computer to the server and then sending it out to streaming. That's pretty much what you're getting when you get Muppets now, quote unquote, as you, I'm doing air quotes and you can't see them. So you go in. 
And they're doing a little thing where they're like dropping the information, you know, just dropping all the stuff. So the first episode, you go in and you're getting like a taste of it in the first episode. So you have Scooter, because there's Scooter and the Skeeter. So you have Scooter is the one who's like the really orange red one with the smart glasses on and the dreadlocks, the short little dreadheads, you know, looking real, looking real cool. So he's like, hey, everybody, come here, give me your shows. Da, 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 da. So he gets the shows. One of the shows is Kermit has a, Kermit has like a questionnaire show, so he talks to RuPaul. We'll talk about that later, because that plays a part. But then you have Miss um, Piggy has like her lifestyles, and it keeps getting spelled wrong. So the running joke is she's like, I know I keep telling y'all to put these letters on here, and every single episode she finds the funniest way to tell you this. But that's not the part of her show that is hilarious. There is. Uncle, his name is like Uncle something. And he's like, the, you know, he's the Muppet who's like grayscale skin, looks like a dragon, kind of effeminate. Like, you know, he's the gay, he's one of the gay ones, but no one wants to say it. So they're like, oh, he's a little effeminate and a little proper. No, he's the gay one. And they point that out in this one because as Piggy's doing things, she'll be like, like Kitty will be like, oh my God, I exercise every single day. And then the Uncle Puppet, a Muppet, shows up and he's like, I don't know when the hell, he, he won't say that, but he'll be like, I don't know when you exercise, do you mean from lifting a burrito from the plate to your mouth? And he will say this and he'll be like, oh, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. And he'll walk off and you're like, did you just drag her? But what gets me is like, he puts a segment together. I think it's in the first episode where he gets a masseuse to come and they're supposed to give him like little slaps for massages. So the running gag is Tay Diggs is on like every single segment. So he shows up on the segment to get slapped over him. She's like, oh, oh. And the lady's like slapping his face and feeling all good and refreshing. Go to Miss Piggy, slaps the tar out of her. When I say she drew her hand all the way back to her shoulder and knocked the living hell out of Miss Piggy. And Miss Piggy's like, I don't know what's going on. And Tay Diggs is dragging. Tay Diggs is like, oh, it feels so great. Oh, you're going to be awesome in the morning. While she's getting pimp slapped. So she's taking these slaps thinking it's happening. So that's one of these segments. And then you get to the second episode. And the second episode is kind of where it gets kind of weird because it starts throwing in extra stuff. Like you get, um, I forget, there's a cooking segment with like the chef and a turkey who I don't recall the turkey, but she's kind of funny. Because when you get to the second, you get to the third episode, which I find the third episode to be the funniest. The funniest, because it's the episode, and oh, I was going to tell you, RuPaul shows up in the first episode, and RuPaul does questionnaire, and as she's questioning, all the Muppets keep coming in, and they're like, oh my god, it's RuPaul! And they talk to RuPaul. It's kind of like, they could have gotten a bigger celebrity. Not saying RuPaul's not a huge celebrity, but I'm saying like, it seems kind of dated. Because, you know, at this point when I'm watching it or when I caught up to it and I knew it was there, RuPaul's Drag Race wasn't really on. I wasn't really, like, in the swing of things. So she wasn't really click getting the clicks and the views. What you need to get the clicks and the views to get people. Like, maybe get, like, a Keanu Reeves or something. That's the only thing I have about it. When they get celebrities, they don't get, like, the biggest ones. Like, I'm sure if you ask Beyonce or Michelle Obama or Barack, they'd show up on, you know... They show up on there. You ask a Merle Streep. She can take a day off to roll in and pimp slap a couple of pigs. You know, there's no reason why I'm looking down and I'm like, oh, it's Tay Diggs on every single show. 
nothing against Tay Diggs, but let me tell you, I have never seen his show on the CW. I'm sure it's amazing and I'm sure it's great. Not for me. So, probably not. And then Linda Carlini, I think the last thing I saw her in was ER. And she's like on every single one of the shows. That's another thing they need to cut. She's on every single one of the Muppet nail shows on the Piggy segment. But that's not what bothered me. What bothers me is they put her in these little cube things. And the running joke is they put her in the cube things and they're like on a Zoom call. Because I guess it's like supposed to feel like it's in quarantine. Cut that out. The joke's horrible. It's bad. That and the lawyer. Like they do a lawyer every so often because they're like, oh, we have to do, you know, laws and practices and all that stuff. First of all, you're not on ABC. You're on streaming. You don't have to do any of that. You can say, fuck you if you want to and no one's going to say anything. Trust me because Blank Check is on uh, Disney Plus and trust me, believe me, it has cursing in it because when I was a kid, that heavyweights was a couple of mice to be like, ah, Disney movie with cursing. So I know these things. So you can, so you don't need to check any of that. The lawyer got to go because he'll do something like, oh, he gets paid by the minute and he's like, he's like, oh, they'll ask him something. He's like, yes. And they're like, oh, that's all he can answer and I'll explain it to you because he gets paid by the minute and he's like, yes, I do. So, what was the running joke? Because then he opened up his mouth and he got paid for four more words. You defeated the purpose. That has got to go. So, anyways, you get your third episode. And Pepe the Shrimp, who, if you recall, used to run around and get into all kinds of trouble with Gonzo, who does show up in this show, by the way, in the worst gag where he's trying to get, get a date with Miss Piggy and he has a dynamite piece in his hand and it blows up. It, it's bad. It's a bad joke. I don't know what the hell. That and Gonzo. I feel like the writers are doing this weird thing where sometimes it works, sometimes it just doesn't work. Because, like, the old guys come back in the second, is it the second or the third episode? One of them. They come back and they're priceless because they drag everybody and they're funny. But then in the same episode, you have, like, a beaker moment with a pile of stuff. And at the end, they're, like, he, they have, like, a one-year, like, a ten-year, something like that. They've been working together, Cake. It doesn't get hurt. Beaker gets hurt and they walk up and they're like, yes, we can't. Don't tell your assistant, Becca. What? Like, you're trying to make Becca trend like Karen? Like, that ain't gonna happen. Unless Becca does something problematic, you're not going to have to worry about Becca. Keep it pushing. So I don't know what they're doing. But that seems pretty cool. So I'm telling you, Muppets Dale is, oh, so my paper. So they do this, this is the part that got me really, I knew I was gonna watch. So Pepe does this show, him and Scooter, and Scooter's like his um, stage guy. You know, the guy who's like, you know, if you're on the Ellen show, you have the guy in front of the camera. On the Wendy show, you got the lady sitting there. On Regis and Kelly, they have Gelman. You know, they always have like, the person, see, you think I didn't know what I was talking about. They have that person, you know, the one who sits out front, who makes sure everything is running exactly like it should. Don't, Scooter is getting dragged this whole show. So you go in and Pepe comes in and Pepe is the host of the game show. He changes the name of the game show every single time you come in. So the show, you know, Pepe's game show drops down. So he comes in and he has, he has guests. He never knows who they are. Like he did, like this one, he runs the first game. And I forget what the first game was, but he runs it or whatever. He goes through and he's like, who the heck are you? And they pull out their thing and do that. And they have to do their own makeup and all this stuff. So they're going through. He does not follow any of the stage rules. So he doesn't know what he's giving them. He'll give them points. He'll take away points. He'll say who he wants to be the winner, who he doesn't want to be the winner. He had these people put makeup on their reason. This is the third episode. So then he's like, we're going to have someone come out and judge you. Miss Piggy. That was, this is where I knew the show's jokes were a little over some kids' heads. 
Because she comes in and she looks at her and she goes, who the, who the, who did your face? And I was like, did she just like, and he was like, oh no, you know, these people are so nice. And she's like, mm, uh, and you see it in her face. And then they go, oh, so you have to judge them. She said, oh, I'm judging. And that's when I took off and I was like, you know what? This show's for everybody. I'm going to tell people to watch this show. One of the shows on Disney Plus, I have to watch, like, the new shows, I've been kind of iffy on. I watched, like, The Mandalorian. Um, that's about it. Because um, I tried the High School Musical show. was done, like, the third episode. But this show, The Mother's Nail Show, uh, yep, yep, I'm staying in there. Staying in my pocket right in that one. Um, what else did I do? I haven't really seen any music lately doing that portion of anything so you know we can't really talk about that um it has been a little rough because you know everybody knows Chadwick Boseman passed so that was really rough on me for a bit because of just you know all of that the circumstances and and just because I really like it's funny because you know I read comic books and things like that so when I look at the comic books I actually see I've seen his face for like ever so it was like it was kismet that he came up so that was just really crazy for me so I haven't really done too much as far as like branching out or doing anything of that nature um I did get to see God of High School it's getting um I actually started reading the manga if you read the manga download webtoons webtoons is a free app where you can actually read Korean manga manhwa and it's pretty cool they have everything from level up um solo leveling um uh, Tower of God the one that I just started was God of High School God of High School is life. Um, basically, I like the story because I love lore, which is something else we're going to talk about. But I love lore, and with me, this is a great mixture because they have so much lore. They have everything from the Jade Emperor to the Four Devas to the Nine Tailed Beast to Su Kong, who's Son Goku, who's Goku, Dragon Ball Z, all that good stuff, all that crazy stuff. Um, there's also a Ty, I forget the name of it. Taiku, takes Taisu. I forget the name of it. I'll pull it up and I'll put it in the notes. But there's also a show. Oh, oh, Psyche, Psyche Reloaded, which is basically Journey to the West, which is this kind of where these people came from. Some of these characters came from, you know, in human form. So it's an anime. So I really like that lore. But the lore of the fact that there's this tournament, there's these people involved, everything is so amazing. So yeah. So download webtoons. Um, I know the latest manga, I want to say, you have to wait a week for those, but I'm catching up. I'm on, like, chapter 71, 72, somewhere around there. Just kind of branching. I'm jumping on from where the anime left off from where I was, and I'm just kind of, then I'm just boosting through. So, it's been a really crazy time, because I'm right where the last episode left off, where the girl got her leg broken, and he was fighting for the cousin. Let me tell you something. Nobody told me that there were drastic differences. Spoiler territory, because I'm about to tell you right now. If you have, if you've seen the episode, but if you haven't seen the episode, it's a spoiler, because I'm only talking about the episode. But what got me is this is the second time I've had a fighter in the manga not be the one in the anime. This time they had her face Daiwi, the the lazy eyed dude, and. She did the whole ear thing, and she swiped his hand, and he lost his balance, and da-da-da, and he won, and da-da-da. Yeah, that was not what happened in the manga. In the manga, it was Mori who had that happen to him. So that really took me out of it for a hot second, because I was like, okay, this is the second time you've done this to me. 
I don't know why Crunchyroll is doing this because the last time it happened, that girl happened because that girl did not end up getting that sword back in her previous fight. She got her Chikyu, Chikyu, Karakuyu, whatever you want, her special, her JoJo's beyond Bizarre Stand. She got that. It's an anime joke, Carter. <laughs> she got that last issue. I mean, last episode. When that didn't happen in the chapter. So I don't know why y'all are making these abort changes. Because they really don't do anything for the story. So all you're doing is just giving either one character focus for a hot second. And then moving on to the next. I don't know why you did that. But let's not do that anymore. I don't know why I'm going to say don't do it anymore. You're going to do it over and over again. And I'm still going to watch. But it bugs me. Okay. Anyways. So. um, So I've been reading a lot of manga. Um, right now, if right now what I am reading, because I can actually go into my Shonen Jump app and I can let you know, but I am reading a drastic amount. Like, Ghost Rupa Girl just started. It's on chapter 8. I actually paged through. It's um, done by the creators of Rosario Plus Vampire. And I like the art and everything so far. I'm debating on the story because I'm super behind. Um, of course, I'm up on One Piece. We can talk about that all day. We can rant about it. Matter of fact, I can do a whole special episode on my opinions on One Piece. Like, I can really go in on that show. Like, you have no idea. My Hero Academia, I'm actually liking Vigilantes better. But My Hero Academia is amazing. Deku's good. They giganta... I don't want to look cheap. But he's on his way there. Um, my only question is, I'm wondering, like, did everybody leave the town? Because last issue, they made it a big thing. That he was going to go into the town and destroy stuff. And that one girl was remembering him and all that stuff. But it doesn't play into this episode. So I'm just curious. Even though this episode is this chapter. So I'm curious how that works. Um, one manga that I'm really digging right now is Phantom Seer. Which is so cool because it does this twist. And I'm really hoping that it picks up. Really, I'm really, really, really hoping it picks up. Because Shonen Jump is really good about dropping manga out of nowhere. But basically, it picks up with this girl. She meets, she sees this guy, and you know, you can only see him at certain times. He can make his presence disappear, which we learn in chapter two, because he's the power of shadows. And he's like a seer. He can see and get rid of, you know, spiritualists and things like that. He's like an exorcist. And so she feels really weird. She always feels like this thing is watching her. She said that she saw something. Come to find out, she has the ability to attract spirits. So, like demons and things like, well, I don't know if demons are real. We've only seen ghosts. So I'll just say ghosts. Ghosts are really attracted to her. So like ghosts who become like ghouls. They're going to kill you and stuff like that. And so his sister, who's another huge exorcist here, pretty much makes him. That's the comedy part. Because he doesn't want to help this girl. He's like, I don't want to help nobody. Forget them. Don't be nice. His sister's like, what you going to do is you going to help. And I don't care whether you like it or not. So he ends up having to help her. And you found, we found out last chapter that he pretty much was this type of person, just like her, where he would risk his life for other people, but something happened to him. And so we have to figure out what it was. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen, my bomb manga, my last three, my yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm so being so funny. But that's the one I always read last. I always read, okay, so how I read my comic books and my manga is I read the one I'm least likely to care about in the beginning. So that can pretty much be out of my mind if it sucks. If it's horrible, whatever. That's my logic. So any manga I read first, 
it's not bad. It's not always bad per se, but it's not something I'm like running to, going, "Oh my god, that's amazing." It's like, oh, so if something sucks in this manga, I really wouldn't care. So that's why I read those last. Then I go from the ones I least care about all the way up to the ones I most care about. So at this point, Jujutsu Kaisen is the last one that I read. I mean, I'll read. I mean, at this point, I read One Piece before I read Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, like what's happening right now in that story is giving me all my life. And so I will refuse to read it first. Um, Burn the Witch is a new one by manga creator Tait Kubo. And he created Bleach, which I have two tattoos of. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Bleach. I love it. Love it. Love it. But how you left me, I feel like it was a bad breakup. I really do. I feel like it was a bad breakup. And you went about your day. You did what you wanted to do. You left me high and dry and wanting and conflicted with no closure. <laughs> I feel like that was, a, if that's how a breakup is, I don't ever want to feel it. Fuck that. I don't ever want to feel a breakup. That was the most, I feel betrayed, Kubo. I understand why, but I feel betrayed. So we're going to move on. So I do, so I did read Burn the Witch. Black Clover, the new, the new, the new assistant that came in is super awesome. Um, I love when, like, he was like, sit your asses down. And, like, eight demons showed up and sat all them captains down. And they were like, like I ain't got time for you. He was like, by the way, now this is what got me though when he said, Oh, by the way, Aster right here, we're gonna build a whole squad around him. You know it's like, um <clears throat> excuse me. Let me take a sip of my drink. Um, because I'm I'm right here. That's how I felt. That is truly how I felt. You know what's sitting there, because you know what's not happening. Not at all. I need to catch up on Michelle Magic and Muscle. It's actually good, and I'm going to be upset if it um gets removed. And I haven't read it in a long time. Like I'm looking at the app. Um, I don't remember where I left off because I had to do some stuff. But let me tell you, it was good for where I left off. It's basically about a kid who has no magic in a world full of magic, and how he gets around it. The hilarious part is how he does something. Like, I remember he was supposed to fly. They were like, oh, fly, everyone. So, you know, like in Harry Potter, Wingardium Leviosa, and then you fly or whatever. Yeah, he was not doing that. But what he did do is kick his feet up in the air and move his legs super fast. So then he flew that way. And you're sitting there like, and everyone's like, you're not flying, you're moving your feet. It was the funniest thing. So if anybody is looking for anything funny to read, the Shonen Jump, read that. Mashal, Magic, and Muscles is hilarious. Um, I'm also getting through Chainsaw Man. I heard some crazy things happen in it. It really goes far, so I'm super excited about that. I'm trying to figure out exactly, like, how to get through God of High School and Chainsaw Man. Um, Chainsaw Man is basically about a downtrodden guy who lives in a place where demons are real. And he has a pet demon, or there's a demon around him with a chainsaw nose. And something happens. We won't spoil it for you, but something happens. He's on the brink of death. 
and he's talking to his little chainsaw buddy and his chainsaw buddy says i'm gonna help you out and i'm gonna share my soul with you so now we're gonna be one soul one body and turns him into i assume he's a demon people are calling demons some people call him humans people call him something else i don't know but all i know is then now the little puppy thing is gone and there's literally like a little chain or a little, you know, the thing that's hooked up to a chainsaw is connected to his chest. And when he needs to hurt people, he pulls out thing and chainsaws come. What I'm confused about is the whole blood aspect because I guess his body is fine, but he bleeds. And so when he stops bleeding, he can't do anymore because he needs lubricant for the chainsaw. Which is, let me tell you something. To take something like a real world concept and place it in a supernatural anime... I mean, Supernatural Manga, you're telling me that the chainsaws have to be lubricated so you lubricate them with blood? If you know, I don't know much, but I know enough about a chainsaw to know they need to stay lubricated and we're lubricating them with oil. That is smart. I just got that just now. That is intelligent. When I say, good job on you, sir. Good job on you. Dr. Stone is at 164. I still can't tell you the logic behind this because I can't watch it. I have a friend who watches it. Basically, the whole world becomes stone. He breaks out a while for that. We get um, another guy. He um, We get the character. The, the head guy's name is Sinku, I believe. Sinku. And he's, you know, one of the smartest characters. So you kind of find out, you kind of have a lead character who's super intelligent which is very different for shonen so like they teach you things they go through things it's sort of like how food wars or act age or spy family um or you know those are like very much different types of manga they are traditional they are you know fisticuffs and power-ups and all that you know they're spying or they're acting or they're cooking so they're very much a different form of shonen because they still do and still follow a lot of things and shonen is just basically you know cater to boys i don't understand why it's all got to be shoot them up it ain't all got to be shoot them up sometimes it can be something else sometimes you just gotta let it go so that's happened there so i'm really getting into manga i'm really doing that um blue exorcist i've been catching up on that kaiju ceremony and world trigger twin stars um shonen jump cancel Time Paradox Ghost Rider, which I do not care about because it was not great. It was not fun for me. Honestly, I wasn't hurt. Basically, a microwave, a, a guy who wants to be a manga writer, his stuff just seems same old, same old. His microwave gets jacked up in some Steins Gate microwave weird time travel thing and time travels a copy of Shonen Jump from you know, the, not too far in the future. And so he copies that, pretty much, steals, and creates a manga based on that manga, you know, years earlier. So, you know, oh, it's cute. And it ends up being some weird, I don't know, some weird, I didn't read it, but I found out there was some weird concept, it went through, and now he's like a manga writer or something like that. No one cares. It could go. Um, you know, there's just been so many things that go through. Um... I did just watch Naz out. That was the first time that I had ever seen Chris Evans act really, like, evil. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, what's going on? So he seemed, he seemed cool. I, I liked that movie. I liked it. Um, I didn't like the quirk about the puking thing. 
I don't know what Ryan Johnson thought when he was directing and thought that that was the decision. I don't know who either did that or wrote that, but that was problematic. Very problematic. Um, so, yeah, no. Um, I would love to know who went to the movies because, excuse me, um, I had to clear my throat. Because um, I know Tenet just came out. Tenet did, Tenet didn't do well. But I'm a huge um, Chris Nolan fan, like us, and like we had talked about previously, Batman is coming. The Batman is coming out from one of uh, some, you know, looks greatly up to Mr. Christopher Nolan, Matthew Reeves. So with that thinking, you know, Tenet, you know, is one of those movies like Inception and like the Batman trilogy, um, you know, where Christopher Nolan has really done movies that have done really, really well, and they show this just amazing look at the world. And at different concepts that, you know, many of us don't think about. And I'm curious who braved themselves to go out to see Tenet. Because some people brave themselves to go out to see New Mutants. And, you know, that problematic ass movie. Sorry, Disney. Sorry, Marvel. Love you, Marvel. Love you, Chris Claremont. Love you, Bob McCloud. Love you, everybody. But, you know, that director was problematic. So, that's why he's gone. He's highly problematic. Um, which steps into why I'm not going to be watching Mulan because the main, which really hurts me because everybody I love is in this movie. I mean, it's only me. Ming-Na makes a cameo. Um, it's, you know, it's shot in China. There's so many, you know, Asian and Chinese influences that have been brought into this movie. I mean, if you guys know the lore that's behind this, behind the story of Mulan, it's such a great story. But, but you know, the woman is probably, you know, the actress is problematic. I can't support that. I don't stand behind that. And then to find out that I think they said the you know, the movie was shot at concentration camps and Disney thanked them. Look, Disney, this is hot water we can't dive into because Warner Brothers already doing this because they had the woman. If you look up Warner Brothers CEO along with the Universal, what is it, NBC or Universal CEO, they were sleeping with some Hollywood woman who was like, look, what we not going to do is not give me a job and he had to let them go. So we're not gonna do more problematic stuff with these studio heads. We done had Harvey Weinstein, we done had Amy Pascal with them emails. We're not doing it. So what you're not gonna do is be going to no concentration camps, shooting no movies. So this better be the last time. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, so I've been really going into that. Now what I did wanna do is because what I want to do is I want to bring to light um, just something I had seen on TV. Like I said, I've been doing a lot of streaming this week. And, of course, I'm streaming on HBO because I'm watching the Lovecraft Country. But what I've also been streaming is a new show called Tig and Seek. Tig and Seek is a show on HBO. Um, it was originally... It's, on, it's in the section for cartoons. So it's in the cartoon section, but it's pretty much like a, um... So it's pretty much like a cartoon um, for Cartoon Network. And it was created by Mike Chillian. Um, they're 11-minute shorts, series of minutes. So when you see the shorts, minutes, shorts, I don't know. I stumbled over it like it wasn't the right thing to say. Um, but it is. Shorts. But um, each episode is about 11 minutes. Right now, the first season was 20, minutes, 20 episodes. So it's like 10, so it's like 10 30-minute blocks um, when you go through. So... And you can really line up, really do it. Mike Chillian, he actually, from what I'm seeing, he actually worked on um, Uncle Grandpa. I saw him on the Instagram for Rick and Morty. Um, so that was originally going to be, it was supposed to originally be on Cartoon Network, but they moved it to HBO Max and they've given us all the episodes, which is amazing because when I explained it to you, 
I feel like that was the best way to do it because I feel like dropping it in pieces wouldn't have done what it needed to do. Um, but basically it says that the series follows eight-year-old child Tiggy and his gadget bedding cat Gweezeek as they search for the lost items of Ouija City. With Tiggy's cheerful attitude and Gweezeek's ex exceptional inventing capabilities, the duo humorously navigate day-to-day dilemmas at the Department of Lost and Found. Now the cool thing I found, and what you're going to notice is of course if you, um, Gweezeek doesn't really have a voice, but Carrie Walgren does it. Um, Rich Fuller plays the boss. Um, Jermaine Clement as this guy. And what's funny is the bunny, who's Naritska, is played by Wanda Sykes. And you do hear it. Trust me in this. Mike Chilling, who's the actual creator, plays Tiggy. And I actually think that, because I don't know how many creators lately of these new cartoons have a part, like the guy ones. I haven't seen too much of the girls. Like when you watch, like, because um, is Rebecca Sugar's voice in Steven Universe? I don't know. I'll have to see. But I don't think so. But a lot of the guy ones, like um, in regular show and all of those, their voices seem to be, or in like Rick and Morty and all those, their voices seem to be in the show and be the main character. Like they can't let it go. You know what I'm saying? Like let people, let people who's supposed to do it, do it. Let them write. And then let other people be voice actors. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't. I'm not too big of a fan of it unless it really works. Like Rick and Morty, it works. Regular show, it took me a minute um, to get to, you know, once they did close enough. So it was like, hmm, huh, okay. But Tiggy Seek actually sounds pretty good with the voice acting, helps with, well, with the timing and everything. Now, that's what I do want to talk to you about, too, is the timing of the comedy. Because the jokes take a minute to hit. Like, they're, some of them are subtle. To the point where, like, when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, that was funny, he, because I'm explaining it to a friend. Or you'll have those jokes that, like, literally are set up in the game, and they take the full 11 minutes to hit the point. Which is fine, but then that means you can't drop, like, they could have been like, oh, we're only going to drop three episodes and then go weekly. That wouldn't have worked. Because the comedy is not so... Because by the time I get a laugh in, I'm going to be like, you know what? Wow. I wish this would have continued. wish this would have kept going. But no, they chose to let me go and leave me be. No, that's not cute. So, let's talk about... The, I want to talk about the first two episodes, which will be the first half an hour that you're going to watch. Now, the first episode is one where... This is why I say that the joke takes a minute because you have the joke, you have come up and you have Gweezeek, who he calls him Seek in the show, so I'm going to call him Seek. Get it? Hide and Seek. Lost and found. Yeah. Don't act like you. Don't act like you saw it before I saw it. Okay? So he takes the Gweezeek, takes Gweezeek, and Gweezeek takes a churro. Like, early in the episode, like, you literally see him take it, and he goes over there, and the cat's really cute, and he takes it or whatever, and he goes. So... They go in there, and the boss sees him take it. Now, all this happens within minutes. Remember, this is 11-minute episode, so we're, going, so we're going fast. We're moving quick. So he comes in, he takes it, takes it in there. The boss sees it. The boss ends up eating the churro. So, but Tig finds out, and Tig says not a word. Remember, they're stressed out. They're looking for things in the house, all that stuff. Tig says nothing. So we go through. We do some lost and found stuff. We're sitting there perpetrating, doing all these things. 
Okay, so let me go through it, and they're stressing themselves out at this point. So we're going through the rest of the episode, and they're freaking out. Gweezy keeps going back to the churro vendor who's outside that he got the original one from, and the guy's just talking to Gweezy, just hanging out with Seek, you know, and they're sitting there stressed, and then when he goes over there, when they're freaking out, they're like, oh my god, he's gonna tell! Oh my god, he's gonna tell on us! I don't know how they think that Gweezy's gonna tell on them. I really don't. But again, we have an eight-year-old and a grown... I think he's like a cat or a bear or something. I don't know, but he's the boss. Um, oh, he's a dog. I haven't written down. I'm sitting there talking about Bill Bates. I wasn't even anywhere close. I wasn't even the same species. So the boss and him are literally like sitting there and they think that this cat's going to tell on them. So they run over there and they start, you know, oh no, you know, we're going to get sick. And so they say, all of a sudden, Tig breaks down. He's an eight-year-old. Of course he broke down. He's not going to be able to sit there. And that's what, now that I think, again, the jokes literally come to you later. Again, that's what I love about the show. He's an eight-year-old and he responds like an eight-year-old. An eight-year-old, he's not taking the churro. What the problem is, he literally cannot take the, he cannot take the fact that he saw it get taken, soggy, and he didn't say a word. So it's eating at him the whole episode of the 11 minutes. All of a sudden, he blurts out everything. Oh my God, Sink took a churro. Then, you know, my mom said it. And so he tells everything that he's like, and then literally the guy's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It only cost 75 cents. Yes, he said to sit. Plural. 75 cents. And that bugged the hell out of me because I was like, oh my God. So I guess he's working this because he can't say it correctly because he's highly un educated no so anyways that just bugged the hell out of me so he really does it goes through everything like that again the joke is not over because again you think the joke is over you're going through so they go through and so he's like oh my god so we get to get something we didn't have to stress over it because you know you got the 75 cents Woo! so he gives them 75 cents they're but all laugh about it they turn back around and seek his eating Every single one of them damn churros. Yes, they left the cat. The cat has been there since he went over there and they thought he was telling. They turn around, they joked over here, they, turn, they come back and he goes, oh my, and the dog, the boss goes, I wonder how many 75 cents that's going to take. And then again, he's looking at the camera like, it's like we're literally an audience. Hell no, that guy goes, oh hell no, you're going to jail. And the, the, literally the show, it's, it's funny. It's like, the way I'm telling it, it's probably not that funny. It's kind of funny, but I'm just saying. So the second episode comes up, and this is again where they throw in little jokes, but all of them don't hit because it's supposed to be a rainy day, and they're supposed to be doing everything, and there's the laser, and so the rainy day, they can't go out. So they can't go out, they can't go play, anything like that. They can't really go travel, and so Tig gives he has the little you know the little keychains with laser on it the cats could play with so seek says that and so he drops on the ground he's trying to play with it it's not turning on seek puts his goggles on his head and when he puts his goggles on his head he becomes like this intelligent he can build a rocket he can literally put a pineapple a fork a pencil some wire and a ring put it all together and build you a spaceship not even lying to you because that's pretty much what he does he goes, builds this thing, and it's basically, it hits the laser, and it spins in a circle so that Seek can play with it the whole time. Literally, he's busy. So before that happens, the reason why he builds it is because Seek is at the window pushing shit out the window. 
and he's pushing, and he's like looking at him, like, you know the thing that cats do? <coughs> Where he's looking at him, slightly pushing it out the window, and he's like, no, Zeke, no, no, don't do that, don't do that. Woo! Right out the window. Hits a pot, hits a penguin. Okay, tell me this and stuff. I need to read this to you so that you understand this. He hits a bicycle riding, strawberry harvest wearing penguin. It's a penguin with a strawberry on his head riding a bicycle with strawberries inside a basket with a t-shirt on and humming. That is what he hits in the head. Literally, it's the running joke the whole time. Because things keep going out the window and things keep hitting this damn penguin. I don't know what this penguin is. This penguin is funny. This penguin is hilarious. I don't know why he's here, but it's funny. And it's kind of one of the things that the show works on, and I feel like that's the reason why it works so well. The humor can be dry. The humor can be one of those things where when you're watching it, it doesn't hit you exactly when it needs to. It's like sometimes you're like, oh, it's funny. Is it? Or am I wrong? And then you're like, oh, no, it is funny. But, you know, the jokes just literally don't do that. So I don't know if that's kind of like what the other shows are similar to. Because I can't get through regular regular show. I got through maybe part of the first season because I don't get it. Am I supposed to be drunk? Am I supposed to be high? Like, what condition am I supposed to be in? Close enough grossed me out in the second episode. So that one I left alone. It will sit on HBO Max the whole time. Do not care. Um, Rick and Morty, everybody knows I watch. Um, you know, so that was that's just been something that I've just been doing. Um, how do I want... What I do want to say in closing, I do want to say this. I'm upset that the Cartoon Network has gotten rid of Venture Brothers. Um, it was one of those things that I really... If you have not seen the Venture Brothers, basically it is a Cartoon Network series that came out, I want to say, in 2005, I want to say. Um... It was one of those shows and it was on Adult Swim. And it wasn't one of those shows that you saw all the time. It wasn't one of those shows. It was during that time when you had Aqua Teen Hunk Force. You had Sea Lab 2021. Um, you had um, The Boondocks was still kind of in contention. You know, you had all, you know, Robot Chicken. You had all those things come through. And it was one of those things that just, it was different. And... It was good also because of the way that it the way that it moved trends, the way that it moved, the way that you thought about being a nerd, quote unquote. Um, at least what I got from it. Um, also because I'm a huge, I love Johnny Quest. I love everything about Johnny Quest. It was one of those things. I love the original. I love the new ones. I love the movies. I would love if they did. You know, I would love if they did an actual live action movie. I love Johnny Quest. Um, between Scooby-Doo, Johnny Quest, you know, there's a couple of my, just some of my Hanna-Barbera favorites. So the fact that it was a cool little twist also on the archetype that was created by Johnny Quest, you know, the kids that are traveling with their dad and their bodyguard and their dog or their, you know, that pet animal, it was just amazing. But, um, McCullough, who's, um, Christopher McCullough, who's actually one of the show's writers, he's a creator, one of the writers after seven seasons, they had a show and he said this, he said, unfortunately it's true, Venture Brothers has been canceled. We got the highly disappointing news a few months ago while we were writing what would have been season eight. 
We thank you, our fans, for 17 years of kind and patient attention. And as always, we love you. Um, Adult Swim did say, we also want more Adventure Brothers. And I have been working with Jackson Pollock and Doc Hammer to find another way to continue the Adventure Brothers story. So today, which is September 8th, I heard that there's a chance that it could be revitalized on HBO Max. So there's been a rumor, there's talk or there's rumors low-key about it going to HBO Max. I hope it does because honestly it's one of the long-standing shows on Adult Swim. I think it helped create the basis of what Adult Swim comedy is. If you've seen it, um, it's hilarious. They do take long breaks, but I mean the series, you know, has changed its quality. As you can see between the first between the first beginning and when it started to now, the comedy has changed. The comedy has become way different. Um, and it still doesn't do anything to be offensive, anything to be problematic or anything like that. It's just a good series that has comedy behind it and so many things and so many just great things around it. So I'm disappointed that it has been canceled. I'm hoping that they keep it, um, especially because there's other stuff on TV right now that honestly is still around and some of those people are highly, highly problematic. And I haven't heard of you say anything about Doc Hammer. Please, hands up to God, because if something crazy comes out, I'm going to be like, what in the hell? Um, my girl Haruhi Suzumiya is coming back. So for all my anime and my manga fans, she's coming back in light novel form. I'm hoping that she gets another anime. If you know she's a god of gods, she's the most amazing. So if any of you want to get into my comments and say, oh, what about Goku? She'll think about of existence. Gone. You're only here because she claims it. So I love Haruhi Suzumi. I'm super excited, especially because so many other things are ending or going on hiatuses or coming into their final abouts. And it's been about 14, 15 years since last time she was in production. So get it, Haruhi Suzumi. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can think of that came out this week that I do want to let you, that I do want to talk about with you guys. Because there's so much um, that I really want to get into. I want to watch this new episode of Lovecraft country episode four um because i really want to know what's going on there because there's like a silver cadillac i want to first of all i'm gonna go on twitter and i'm gonna start a let leticia live um hashtag because every single episode something is happening to her she's getting dragged or something and i just want her to live a better life i want her to live a better life i want her to do a better life like i want everything better for her and i feel like they're problematic for not allowing her to live her best life. So, if you see the show, you know what I'm talking about. Because the first episode, she was sitting there running from the thing to the car, and it was like, just let the girl go. What? Do you think she can't shoot you either? So, nope, couldn't let her go there. Then the second episode, she almost was bit by the snake in the man's pants. Then the third episode, you know, rightfully so, her sister dragged her ass, and she her whole house was haunted. We didn't even go to that house haunting thing because, like I told you, they. I didn't tell y'all, but I told everybody outside now, you stay in my house, you haunt in my house, there better not be no crosses in my yard. If I see a cross in my yard, then you got to move because ain't no reason I'm dealing with crap outside and inside. You gonna stay rent free? Get rid of the crosses. Get rid of any racists that, racist that come across my yard. Don't play that. So I already had that mentality. It was like, look, if you got ghosts, you better not have no, you better not have no racist problems. And then next episode, they got her walking. The fourth episode, they got her walking the plane. Like, fuck that. Letitia, free you. Free Letitia. Journey Smollett is turning up this season. Because let me tell you, 
I would never. And then my friend, um, she just got me stars. Um, well, I, I, well, we won't talk about how. Don't y'all act like I'm the only person. Look, I paid for all the streaming services I paid for. It's not my fault. Anyways, I'm supposed to be watching P Valley, Down at the Pink. I don't even know what any of that means. I just know I'm going to end up watching it. And we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll talk to you about it. Because I'm really trying to figure out what am I getting into. I do know that everybody and their mother who works with Tyler Perry, who's a dude, is in this series. Which is crazy. Let's not even talk about, you know what, I ain't talking about nothing there. Because it ain't none of my business. What I can say is it's a pleasure. A pleasure. Um... So, yeah, so I'm doing that. Um, one, the group that I do want to spotlight is there is a, there is a place, um, let's see, there is a YouTube that I just started um, following. And I'm really into lore. And I know I talked to you guys about that earlier. We spoke about God of High School, all that. But I'm really into lore. Myths. Like Nox, the King Knight, Zeus. Greek is my favorite. But I also love Norse. And I love Japanese lore. When you talk about Onis. You talk about the Nine-Tailed Fox, the Kitsune. Um, you talk about Karasuna. You talk about all the different, you know, various things. I may be getting my, you know, lore mixed up. But I really love thinking and talking about those so I, fo I follow everything from like um breakdowns like horror movies if they're on lore um I follow you know if they're talking about yokais anything like that and a great new channel that I started following is called storied and storied has this breakdown it's for pbs and they have a monstrum series um playlist on the, that they come out with videos and they basically break down lore and they break down just everything I watched um I watched like them suckers in a row because we talked about everything from they talked about banshees they talked about the dulahan which the dulahan is like a fairy bee it's like that basically they have this horseman but it's you know the originals so it's very much a difference in that um it has things like the wendigore the leshy which if you play witcher the witcher series on playstation or switch or xbox or anywhere then you've gotten to know who the leshy is or if you play you know monster hunter it's called there You've seen the Leshy, so that was one of the ones that I was really into. So I really want to spotlight something that I really enjoy because I feel like if you like lore and you like the darker side of things, then maybe you might like something like that. So if you really want to, you know, look at it, get into it, um, I'm going to put the link in the bio of the information of the episode. So it's going to be really cool. Um, so thank you so much for listening. You guys have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Check out what's going on so that we can come back and we can talk about it. Because this is awesome. You're great. And have a good one. Watch it,